the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The way that you deal with your problem will either turn people away from God or turn them towards God. For Paul, he was doing well in prison. Amen. He was doing well in prison. He was not downcast. He was not sorrowful. He was doing well while in prison. And the people that he was writing to, what kind of people were they? The Philippians, one of the Macedonian churches. What situation were, were they in? Were they affluent, rich, you know, having easy life? Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 tells us the Philippian church, the church in Philippi, was one of the churches in the Macedonian area. So in Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, it says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. And one of those churches is the Philippian church. That in the great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Have you ever seen that before? Have you ever experienced that before? That's uncommon. Look at that. In a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty, abundance of their joy and their deep poverty, abundance of joy with deep poverty. How do you, you know, put the two together? The abundance of their joy and their deep poverty now resulted in what? Resulted in their, in the riches of their liberality. Amen. Wow. Only the grace of God can do that. And the scriptures say, the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. May the Lord give you such a grace that whether it is trial of affliction or poverty, you will not be thrown down. You will not be cast down. If you are thrown down and cast down, you will not remain down in the name of Jesus. The Lord will lift you up. For these people, they refuse to be thrown down. They refuse to be down. They refuse to give in to sorrow and sadness and pity party. No. Instead, they rejoice. The scripture says abundance of their joy. How do you have abundance of joy when you are persecuted? When you are afflicted? Upon that, you are poor. He said they are deep poverty. Now, this is not small poverty. This is abject poverty. They were really, really poor. But they still gave. They still gave riches of their liberality. So Paul himself was in prison writing this. And he said, rejoice. And he's writing to these people and saying to them, rejoice. Of course, these people were already rejoicing. Paul was only encouraging them to continue to rejoice. Amen. And he was already rejoicing. He was also encouraging himself to continue to rejoice. You know, when we speak the word of God to somebody, we're also speaking the word of God to ourselves. We also hear it. Hmm? You speak to somebody to encourage somebody, you encourage yourself. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So you give to somebody, you're actually giving more to yourself. You are more blessed by giving. So big or small, give it all to God. Small problems, give it to God. Big problems, give it to God. The will of God for us is joy 
peace and contentment. Joy, peace, and contentment. The kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The will of God for us is joy, peace, and contentment. The kingdom of God is not in the kind of car you drive. It's not in the type of clothes you wear. It's not in the money you have. It's not in your bank account. That is not the kingdom of God. It doesn't show the kingdom of God. Some people say that gain is godliness. But what? Godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. It's a great gain. Amen. Godliness with contentment is a great, great gain. That is, that is the kingdom of God. That is the kingdom of God. So the will of God for us, the will of God for you is joy, peace, and contentment. When we are in that state of joy, peace, and contentment, we will excel in everything. Amen. We will excel in everything. We excel in life itself. We excel in this life itself. When we have joy, peace, and contentment, it means that we are not worried. It means that we are not anxious. It means that we are not in the rat race. It means that we are not stressed. It means that we have a sound mind. The Lord has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of what? Power of love and of a sound mind. And really in that order. The spirit of power of love and of a sound mind. Without a sound mind, without joy, peace, and righteousness, making up, making, making sound mind. You can do well. Some people think that if they can only make a little more money, they will be happy. If I can only make a little more money, I will be happier, peaceful, and content. Money doesn't make you happier. It doesn't give you peace. It doesn't give you satisfaction. The truth is, there are many people who have a lot of money whose lives are pathetic and miserable. You don't have to be rich to be arrogant. Just as you don't have to be rich to be arrogant, a poor person can be arrogant. A poor person can be arrogant. In the same way, you don't have to be poor to worry about money. You don't have to be poor to worry about money. The rich and the poor worry about money. Hmm? The rich and the poor worry about money. The poor worry about lack of money. What am I going to use to eat, to clothe myself, my accommodation, eating, clothing, and housing? The rich worry about lots of money. They worry about losing their money. They worry about what to do with it. But really, it's actually the multiple secondary stressors that money can create that are most damaging to many. It's the secondary, multiple secondary stressors that money brings into people's lives that are most damaging. Money creates a lot of stress indirectly. Because when people have money, then they get into all kinds of things. And all kinds of things come to them. And they don't have the power to restrain themselves. So those things come into their lives and begin to chip away their joy, begin to chip away their peace and, of course, their contentment. What is money? What does the scripture say about money? What did Jesus say about money? Just a little bit. Now, remember again, we're talking about those who Paul was writing to here, who are what? Poor, poor. And Paul himself who was in prison, Somebody in prison, do they have money? No. You know, their conditions great? No. So Paul is writing and saying in 
Philippians 4 saying rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. It says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Say, they say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, regard your heart. What is Paul really talking about here? That is what we want to try to find out. Be anxious for nothing. We can say Paul is talking about everything, but really, Paul is addressing something in particular here. He's addressing many other things, but something that causes those many other things. And that thing is money. That, that thing is money. Let's look at Matthew 6, 24, what Jesus says about money. He said, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot love God and money. You cannot say, I love God and I love money. The two don't work together. So money is what? Money is a master. Money commands devotion. Money commands worship. Money, lots of it or lack of it, is the number one stressor in life. Money, lots of it or lack of it, is the number one stressor in life. Is the number one source of worry. Why? Because what? It's a master. It's a master. And it's a wicked master. He doesn't deal kindly. But we don't know that. Many people don't know that. We think that money deals kindly. In Matthew 6, 25, it says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. This is Jesus talking. Therefore I say to you, because money is what a master is going to cause you worry. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you, eat, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. What are you going to use to buy food, to do other things? It's money. So when he says, don't worry about what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will put on, he says, don't worry about what? Money. Don't worry about money. Money is a master. Money wants to master your life. Money wants to control your life. Money wants to take you captive. Money wants to make you. And that's, your, that's actually the truth. We think we make money. Money, having been made, makes those who make, who make it. Amen. Money makes people. Money turns our head around. The Lord warned the children of Israel, when you get to the land and you've got everything, you've got money, you've got riches, you've got gold and silver, be careful because it's going to affect you. Be careful. Don't forget me. So Jesus is saying here, don't worry about money. Don't worry about food, drink, clothing. Saturday say, don't worry about money. That master, that master wants to master your life. Don't give in to him. But don't give in to it. Amen. Now, I want to say the same thing again. In the verses that we just read, actually we go to Matthew 6, 31 to 33. Matthew 6, 31 to 33, just buttressing the same thing. Therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles or the nations seek. For your heavenly Father know that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek there also means pray, pray, pursue first. Pray first for the kingdom of God. Pursue first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All of us shall be added unto you. God knows your needs. 
So in the verses that we just read, the word of God is telling us that the number one stress source or source of worry and anxiety in life is money. The number one stress source, the number one source of worry and anxiety in life is money. And Jesus is also saying here, money and money matters. Top, the number one, the number one prayer request that come up to God. Hmm? Jesus is saying, that's the number one prayer request that come up to God. Give me more money. Oh, I need food. Oh, I need something to wear. Oh, I need this meaning I need money to do them. And the Lord is saying to his disciples, don't worry about money. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.